Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Happy Monday to you, even you Lions fans. Oh, even you Ravens fans. Except not every loss is created equal, tell you that much. And we had a couple... This weekend, where the losses are even more painful than what you would expect for your average run-of-the-mill, everyday championship game loss. We're going to talk more about the Ravens coming up because they had a prime opportunity, though they were trailing all of the second half and just never could find a whole lot of room to work. I, I take that back. They found room to work against the Chiefs defense, but... The mistakes came back to bite him in the rear end. Collectively, so many mistakes. Taunting penalty, other penalties that kept the Chiefs moving, kept the ball with the Chiefs. A fumble on the goal line recovered by Kansas City in the end zone. And how about a ball thrown into triple coverage, intercepted in the end zone. Enough to make Lamar Jackson slam his helmet on the sidelines. We knew that the Ravens had some challenges this year, of course, and we had talked about their red zone issues at different stretches during the season. And they definitely had those, but I also had trouble just getting into the red zone. If you didn't believe in the Chiefs' defense before now, I hope you were paying attention to the AFC Championship. So we will talk Ravens' perspective and and give uh, give kind of an early eulogy. And when I say early, I know it's too soon. The game was, what, 12 hours ago? And so I get it. It's too soon. But Rob Long will join us from our Baltimore affiliate, 105.7 The Fan, coming up in 20 minutes here on After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Hope that you enjoyed the weekend despite the football or maybe because of the football. Either way, it's still just football. Hope your weekend was exactly what you needed. And also, if you're one of those peeps who goes through withdrawal, When football is done, not me. I'll just be honest. Uh, I'm okay with the NFL going away for a while. (laughs) We've got one big game left. It's a buildup to the Super Bowl. Exactly two weeks from right now, we'll be processing a new or repeat NFL champion. In the case of the Niners, they haven't been champs since the mid-90s. 30 years since the Niners have won a Super Bowl. It doesn't feel like that because they're in a lot of them. 
but it would be 30 years in between Super Bowl wins. So the Niners fan base is hungry. They've come close. They haven't been able to punch their ticket. Uh, In Super Bowl 54, they had a 10-point lead on the Chiefs in the fourth quarter and couldn't hold it. That was really the beginning of this Chiefs run. (laughs) We had a call earlier who mentioned the, what, four AFC championship games? Oh, no. It's six. Six in a row. And while Patrick Mahomes won't use the D word, well, he'll talk about the defense. He won't use the other D word. People around him are going to say it louder and louder. Because if they win another Super Bowl, even just getting there is a huge deal. This is their fourth one in five years, right? Even just getting there is a big deal. They lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa, right? Pat likes to remind us that was really kind of a road game. (laughs) So they lost to Tampa. And then last year, of course, getting there, beating the Eagles in what was an epic game. What do they have in store for us now? I'm not going to say Dynasty yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Pat chuckle. (laughs) All right, so we'll talk about Chiefs and Ravens coming up. We just spent most of the last hour on it anyway. We'll get back to the NFC Championship. If you missed anything, you can always go and listen to our podcast. The link will be available or the podcast is separated into four hours plus our guest. Uh, available right after the show is done. You can find the link on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence, or on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS. And while you're doing it, might as well vote for Monday MVP. We've given you a defensive option and an offensive option for each of the two winning teams this weekend. Well, it's hard to believe only one game left. The Lions appeared to be on their way to their first ever Super Bowl. They raced out to a lead in the Bay Area. Lions now from the 42 of San Francisco. Goff's going to work out of the gun with Montgomery to his right. Three receivers to the right side. Goff takes, fakes the give, goes on the end around. That's Jamison Williams. Williams inside the 40 to the 35. Cuts it back to the 30. Jamo inside the 25. Jamo inside the 20. Stays on his face to the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. (laughs) Jamison Williams weaving through traffic. Frank Ragnow with a big block, and Jamo takes it to the house. Second and goal from the one for the Lions. Goff in behind center, single back is Montgomery. Jared takes the snap, turns, gives to Demo left side, fighting at the one. Did he get in? Yes, sir, he did. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. David Montgomery takes it home. They're an extra point away from doubling up their lead. Ian Miller. Second down. I love how he puts all of himself into his call. Second and goal from... We love Dan Miller. He was just a guest on the show a couple of weeks ago on Lions Radio. So, yeah, between Jamison Williams and the 42-yard reverse, he traversed after the reverse, uh, David Montgomery, and then before the half was done, a rushing TD for the rookie, Jameer Gibbs. They also attacked on a field goal to end a 17-play drive. 17-play drive. And so they were leading 24-7 at the half. Had nearly 150 rushing yards already. Nearly double the total yardage of Brock Purdy and the Niners. Now, they got one 75-yard drive in which it was a lot of Christian McCaffrey and Kyle Juszczyk. But Brock Purdy throws an interception. He gets smacked in his throwing hand right as he's releasing the ball. 
it didn't look like it affected the ball that much, but maybe held it up some, and Malcolm Rodriguez picks him off. And you can hear the Brock Hurdy haters. Hurdy. The Brock Purdy party died down. It fizzled out. The Brock Purdy haters, they were loud and proud when it appeared as though the Niners would be ushered out of the postseason unceremoniously by these Detroit Lions. And then when San Francisco desperately needs to put points on the board, they start the second half with a field goal. To me, that felt like a wah, wah, wah. You get the ball to start the second half. You need to stop the bleeding. You're trailing by 17, and all you manage is a field goal. So this felt for all the world like the Lions were finally going to be in the NFL's biggest game, the biggest stage in sport. I mentioned this earlier, but it's worth repeating. I got a tweet from a listener named Joe who was very clever in pointing out that the season started with the Lions and the Chiefs, and the last game of the year to close it out would also be Lions and Chiefs. Uh-oh. I think I'm good. The Niners' defense is as much to blame as anybody. I know the offense couldn't generate a whole lot and Brock threw an interception. But the Niners' defense is full of all pros and pro bowlers, veterans. They're supposed to be one of the best defenses in the NFL, Nick Bosa. It was embarrassing. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Kind of felt helpless. Um and we we didn't want to go down as failures, and cool. we know our defense is way too good to play like that. So San Francisco defense decided we're not going out like that. If we're going down, we're going down to the blaze of glory. And when Dan Campbell decides to go for the first down on fourth and two, when he's in field goal range, now they're up 24-10. It must have felt like the most benign moment. What's the big deal? We're going to, even if we don't get this, we're okay. In fact, it's not like we're giving them the ball in our territory, right? I mean, they've got to go the length of the field. But they get stuffed on fourth and two. Instead of taking a field goal, they're still up 24-10, but could have restored that 17-point lead. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. I think that sparked the Niners defense, that moment reminded them what they can be, who they are, filled them with adrenaline, a little extra energy. They give the ball back to their offense. And now it's a different Brock Purdy. It really is. He directs a quick TD drive. And here is the turning point. The moment that you can watch over and over on a GIF, on a quick video, on YouTube, and you still aren't going to believe it. Purdy sends Kittle in motion right. Purdy out of the shotgun, drops a couple of steps, going to take a deep shot to Brandon Ayuk. It's the flag. Oh, he caught it. Caught. Ayuk caught it out of the air. A flag is also down. Did Ayuk score? He got touched down on the two-yard line. McCaffrey runs around Purdy, pressured. Purdy throws. Caught by Brandon Ayuk. Touchdown! San Francisco Ayuk. Ayuk, is on fire! Some of you are writing to me and telling me that Brandon Ayuk should be part of our Monday MVP poll, and that's probably the case. Maybe he'll win with write-in votes. But yeah, Ayuk is going hard. 
uh, post route, baby. He is straight down the field. Let's go. And Purdy chucks in the ball, except it's a little short. It bounces off the face mask of Kendall Vildor of the Lions right into the hands of Ayuk, who's able to dive. Well, he dives forward. He, it was a heads-up play. It was amazing. Now, he's down, so they don't get the touchdown on that particular play, but then you hear the call right after it with Greg Papa on Niners Radio. May have been the turning point because right after that, Detroit makes a massive mistake. Oh, hands off. Awkward handoff to Gibbs. Ball! He fumbled the ball! ball. He got hit. He fumbled 49er the ball. The 49ers football. have the ball. Bang! Bang! Eric Armstead <laughs> recovers the fumble. There's an eye formation. Second down goal inside the two of Detroit. Purdy under center. Snap, spin, handoff. McCaffrey, touchdown over the guard. Boring his way through for six. What a comeback by San Francisco. Now late in the third quarter, they've come all the way back. From two touchdowns down to within a point with the extra point coming up to tie this game. Kevin Harlan there on Westwood One. What you don't hear, the the play that we don't let you hear there is Brock Purdy's first 21-yard scramble into the red zone, right? So as much as Brock Purdy will own his mistakes, and he said over and over he did not play well against Green Bay until that very last drive, this second half, He did everything right and proved once again he belongs on the stage regardless of where he was drafted, regardless of how he got the job, regardless of whether or not you think he's a game manager. He deserves to be on the stage. And just as a reminder, he's in his first full year as a starter. He's not a rookie, of course, but he's in his first full year as a starter. Still grown into it. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. San Francisco defense at this point is up for the challenge. Forces a three and out by Detroit. And then it's back-to-back scoring drives for the Niners. In there, of course, you've got another opportunity for Detroit to put three on the board. And Dan Campbell makes the same exact call. It is fourth and three. With 7.50 to go in the NFC Championship game. And the Lions will go for it down three. Goff is going to work out of the gun. He'll go empty. Lions need a play right here. Got to keep this drive alive. Jared with four on the play clock. Takes the snap. He's back. Jared looks. Jared looks. Jared rolls to his right. Still looking. Throws downfield. Incomplete. Lions come up empty, was looking for Amon Ross St. Brown, and there was a man underneath the route that time. Fred Warner got a hand on it, and for the second time in the second half, the Lions come up empty on fourth down in plus territory. Once again, Dan Miller on Lions Radio, and that one may be a little bit tougher because they're trailing by three when they choose to go for it on fourth down. Trailing by three. I don't have to do the math for you you know that a field goal ties the game. And so Dan Campbell answering a lot of questions about those aggressive fourth down calls. I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. Um, you know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, and I wanted to get the upper hand back, um, you know, and it's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. Um, I get that, but 
I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. You know, it's hard because you know they didn't. We didn't come through. It wasn't able to to work out. But I just I don't. I don't, and I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Um, but you know, we just just didn't work out. Ah, tough for Dan Campbell. I made this point in my CBS Sports Minute. It's respectable to lose to the Niners on their own field in the conference championship. All right, it, it is. The Lions, to get to an NFC championship in this third year with Dan Campbell and so many young players, if you lose, you you fight hard, you battle to the end, you lose, well, okay, it's respectable. Except when it's like this. Oh, this has got to be more painful. Definitely crushed for Lions fans. As much as I get that Niners fans, uh, the, the San Francisco organization has been through the ringer too and has not won a title since the mid-90s. This has got to be even more painful for the Lions because it was right there. And so you'll hear from Dan Campbell, Jared Goff, about what went wrong in the second half. They did tack on another Jamison Williams touchdown in the final minute, but they don't recover the onside kick. And really, the, the, the work had already been done by the Niners. 17 points in eight minutes for this stunner and 27 unanswered points. They can go from being down 24-7 at the break to being up 34-24. And it happened pretty quickly. Lions just never could find their footing. And as much as people debate about whether or not experience matters in the playoffs, I think in this case, for both the Niners and the Chiefs, it definitely made a difference in the second half. To that end, we will welcome our friend Rob along to talk about the Ravens, well, not putting their best foot forward in the AFC Championship at M&T Bank Stadium. And then we'll finish up with a reaction from guys like Trent Williams, 14 years in the league, first ever Super Bowl. Some good stories out there, even though you may think, oh, yawn, Niners Chiefs. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The After Hours Podcast. Second 
Second down and 10 for the Ravens with 6.54 left to play. And the franchise's first ever home AFC championship game. OBJ splits wide to the left. Bateman, Aguilar, likely to the right. Lamar to throw, looking to the right, nothing there. Fires down the middle, back of the end zone. No, no. It's intercepted. It's picked off in the end zone. Deion Bush with the interception. And with 6.45 left to play in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, three defenders on him. A third Ravens turnover could signal a hill too high to climb. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. There was helmet slamming. There was anger. There were tears on the sidelines. A lot of emotions for these Baltimore Ravens. And no doubt their fans as well, hosting the AFC Championship, the number one seed, the best record in the NFL, likely the NFL MVP, and yet a game in which they never really could get rolling offensively. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. We're pleased to welcome our friend Rob Long, who's getting ready for the Big Bad Morning Show on our Baltimore affiliate, 105.7 The Fan. Rob, what were your emotions like watching this game on Sunday afternoon? Uh, they, they completely went to bed in this one, to be honest with you, Aiden. It should have been tears. <laughs> I mean, uh, you had a great opportunity um, right in front of you, the AFC Championship game in your building, and uh, you squandered it away. So there, there should have been tears. This, is, this was the, in my opinion, the epitome of missed opportunities for the Baltimore Ravens. And you're right. They, could, they just seem to never get rolling. What happened? What did you see that stands out about this game against the Chiefs? Uh, it just didn't seem like the same Baltimore Ravens uh, approach to a football game that we come accustomed to down the stretch to me. I mean, the Baltimore Ravens' offense just seemed to be really, really off. They ran the ball 16 times, maybe. I mean, you, you Gus Edwards, three carries. Uh, Justice Hill, three carries. You know, six, six carries by your running backs. That had not been the formula. Uh, you know, leading into this game, uh, the team was, was, was a little bit more balanced, and if it swayed one way or the other, it was more rushes. Than passes, but you know Lamar Jackson, thirty-seven attempts and 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 sixteen rushing attempts for a game that was ten to seven at halftime, ten to seven after three quarters. So you're not talking about when you're playing from from two or three touchdowns behind, right? You know this right. game was close throughout the course of the game. It, it wasn't like it finished at seventeen to ten, but the Ravens were down seventeen nothing. That was never the case. Uh, it just seemed like you know, a very uncharacteristic approach on offense for them. 37 uh, 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 attempts, passing attempts, and 16 rush attempts. Keep in mind, out of those 16 rush attempts, eight were by Lamar and two were by Zay Flowers. Right. So this right. thing is, I mean, it was really, really swayed in the wrong direction, in my opinion. Any idea why? No. Sometimes you outthink yourself. Hmm. Sometimes you outsmart yourself. Uh, Gus Edwards had three carries, averaging 6.7 yards a carry. Justice Hill couldn't get it going, but he only had three carries to do it. I mean, I, I think the million dollar question is, what were you thinking? This is very t- untaught monkey like, um, and and you know it was a lot of head scratching. The Baltimore Ravens held the Kansas City Chiefs scoreless in the second half, and that is, that's not even going to be talked about because they lost the game. How tough is it to keep the Kansas City Chiefs scoreless for an entire half of football? But it was three points total in that second half, mm-hmm. and the, the Ravens defense is not going to get the tip of the cap for this because they lost the game. This should have gone down as one of the better defensive performances by this team against 
arguably the best quarterback in the league. Well, then what stands out about the Chiefs' defense? Oh, the Chiefs' defense seemed to get keep Lamar off of his spot. Uh, he's running for his life a lot. Uh, you saw the strip sack there uh, uh, early in the game in the first half. They just seem to take Lamar off of his spot a lot. And I think some of that also, Amy, was – uh, they were pinning their ears back. Ravens were dropping back the fast six, seven consecutive times. After a while, you just pin your ears back and assume they're going to pass the football. And, and more often than not, that assumption was correct. Uh, it, it just seemed like they never allowed uh, Lamar to really get comfortable in the pocket. And, and that was when he was comfortable in the pocket, you know, he made some pretty good throws. But that was the key to me. The key to me was that. And also, I, you know, I would love to see from the All-22 because I, did, I couldn't. But it didn't look like anybody was open downfield. Because Lamar was holding it and holding it and waiting and looking and, uh, you know, checking out to the second or third receivers a lot. So it looked like they played way off the ball. And to me, that interception that he threw, that attempting to get the football to Isaiah Likely in the end zone with three defenders back there, bad throw, number one. Mm-hmm. But with three defenders back deep, it looked as if the Kansas City Chiefs defense was okay with giving up the underneath stuff. They just weren't going to let the Ravens over the top. Rob Long is with us from Baltimore, where he's getting set for his morning show on 105.7 The Fan. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Let's talk about the rookie, because he did get behind the defense on the touchdown, and uh, he's able to haul in that incredible throw from Lamar. So that's the first quarter. Then in the second half, he has another awesome play. Great throw, huge chunk, right? Was it 54 yards, I believe? And he stands over Legereus Sneed and gets called for taunting. And then turns around a, a couple minutes later and fumbles on the goal line, courtesy of one Legereus Sneed. Uh, talk about, I don't believe in karma, uh, but what goes around comes around. <laughs> How would you describe the performance by the rookie? Number one, the taunting call was trash. With all the trash talking in that game and all that was said and done and, and all the guys getting this, the throw of taunting for a flag there to me was garbage, absolute garbage. You could have thrown that flag a hundred times earlier on both teams, to be honest with you. To, take that, to, to use that moment right there to throw a taunting call, was, was the referee not watching this game? There was trash talking before the game. Travis Kelsey – threw a a kicking tee out of the way. I mean, this whole game was trash talking. So that, to me, was a garbage foul. Um, One thing you got to know, when you leave your feet, you got to secure the football. That's football 101. He left his feet. He didn't secure the football. Great play made by Kansas City defender. I'm not taking anything away from that. But you got to secure the ball around the goal line when you leave your feet. And that's a tough lesson to learn in the AFC Championship game. I thought Zay Flowers, again, it's sort of like the, the uh, Ravens' defense. You know, it's a great game not going to be talked about because of the results. Zay Flowers had five catches. Flowers had five catches for 115 yards and should, should have had two touchdowns. But we're going to remember that fumble, and, and we should because that fumble, you can look back now and say that ultimately possibly could have lost the game. You know, who knows whether they would have gotten the a field goal later on. But, you know, that's seven points taken off the board when he fumbles at the one-yard line. Hmm. After hours here on CBS Sports Radio with Rob Long. Uh, I know it feels pretty quick to start thinking about what else they need or what they do in the offseason, but they did deal with a ton of injuries. Uh, love the connection with Todd Munkin and Lamar Jackson. In fact, earlier, I'm sure you were sleeping, but I was comparing it to, to this 
uh, Dallas situation where Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott combined for his best season ever, and yet it's going to get lost, of course, because of the the playoffs and and what happened. Um, So I hope that's not lost with the Ravens because they did make that change, one that you'd been asking for for years, uh, to get away from Greg Roman, to bring in somebody different for Lamar. But what should be their next job when they recover emotionally from this game? Got to rest the secondary cornerback position, in my opinion, to be uh, to, to be specific. Um, you know, Marlon Humphrey hadn't been healthy in a while. Um, you know, who's the number one corner? Uh, they, I think that's the position they got to address. Uh, I don't know if they can address the left tackle position, but another guy who hadn't been healthy is Ronnie Stanley. They have to possess, uh, uh, address that offensive line uh, uh, position, and I think they have to off address the uh, pass rusher. Jadavion Clowney came in, played great this year. Will he be back next year? I don't know. Uh, Kyle Van Noy filled the, filled the spot as well. But it seems like in the past, the young guys that they drafted in that position hadn't quite panned out to be those number one studs getting to the quarterback. So, you know, if if, if I'm king of the world for a day, I'm addressing that <laughs> cornerback position, the offensive line position, and someone that can get their hands on the quarterback. And, and it's the best players available at those three positions are who I'll address first. If the, if the first one is a pass rusher, he grades out higher than everybody, and I get to, I get him. Offensive lineman, I'm not really putting it in order. I'm putting it in order of the best players on the board at the time. I know the Ravens have won a Super Bowl in the not-too-distant past. In fact, it was our first one here at CBS Sports Radio. But how does the letdown, uh, maybe the failure of this one, compare to some of their recent playoff exits? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think this is pretty high. Because I remember losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers and Joe Flacco's first year in the AFC Championship game. That's a team that nobody expected anything from. They came off of a, maybe a five-win t- season that first the year before then. Nobody expected a lot from that. Uh, losing to the Tennessee Titans in what was that 2019? That was tough, but that was early. You didn't really get teased. This one was tough because the expectations were so high. And this, consider what they did to some great teams on a regular season a long right. way. Uh, you would really expect you, this was the the Ravens went into this the best team in football. And I mean, I don't know the last time we could say that going into the playoffs. They were the best team in football, and not only by their record, but who they the the, res, the championship resume that they were building along the way. The two teams in the NFC Championship game were demolished by the Baltimore Ravens. You know, you saw what they did to Miami. You know, you saw last week what they did to Houston. They weren't just winning games; they were just destroying people. And to get all the way to this, and again, to give up 17 points to the Kansas City Chiefs and, and, and lose that game when you're just putting 30, 40 points on the board against other people, I think to me, to me, this goes up as the number one most disappointing moment because two Super Bowls, they haven't lost one. Mm. So this, I, don't know, I don't know if I've ever been more disappointed with the results of a game, of a Ravens game, than I am right now. Does it make the NFL MVP feel empty? No, no, because you earn that. I mean, if if, if someone, if you feel empty, he might feel empty because he's playing for a championship. You know, that's that's probably a bad question, better for Lamar. For me, it's not empty because you earned that. You played, you know, he played 16 games this year. He missed one, he missed the last game. And his performance was MVP worthy. You know, it, 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 if you, you don't, you don't include the playoffs in that. You don't. So uh, what he did for, for the regular season, to me, was to have an MVP performance and, and, you know, he should be rewarded with that trophy and add NFL honors. 
You can find Rob on Twitter at Rob Long Sports, getting set for his Big Bad Morning Show on our Baltimore affiliate 105.7 The Fan. And you can hear, he says, this has got to be tops on the list when it comes to letdowns and disappointments because of all the potential and expectation. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes, Rob. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Have a good day. It's going to be spicy, scintillating, potentially, on their morning show and certainly throughout the day even throughout the week, this is going to sting for a while. And it feels so different. All losses are not created equal because of how well the Ravens defense played and because everything we talked about with Rob, they had it stacked up for them to advance back to the Super Bowl. In the case of the Lions, the expectations weren't as high. Granted, they finally made history with their home playoff games. They won the NFC North, but the expectations weren't as high for them. Except in their case... They've got a 17-point lead, and it disappears like that. So these losses are not the same. The perspectives are not the same. And yet, man, there is plenty of dejection and just that pit in your stomach to go around for both fan bases. You're back in the dumpers again. (laughs) On Twitter, oh dear. On Twitter, A-Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, the matchup is set. Two weeks, two weeks, you guys, until Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. We'll be taking our show on the road, actually, uh, courtesy of Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. We've got a lot of adventure ahead, but a couple weeks in which, you know, us media people will be scraping the bottom of the barrel. But there's some really good stories, actually. We'll tell you a couple coming up. You are li- This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listening to the After Hours Podcast. 
It's third and goal at the six of Detroit. In the shotgun, pretty receivers in tight. Shotgun snap, four-man rush, moves to the right, throws a line drive pass, caught, leaping catch, touchdown, back in the end zone. Ayuk, nine yards deep in the middle. Six-yard touchdown pass by quarterback Brock Purdy of San Francisco. Late in the third has just brought the San Francisco 49ers to within a 24-16 reach of the Lions. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The great Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. Brock Purdy is, for some reason, the target of much ire and consternation and ribbing and even those who would respectably say he's not that good still won't give him the benefit of the doubt. And I don't know what else the man has to prove. He admitted that he played poorly against Green Bay. He sailed a lot of throws and yet led them on a game-winning drive in the late stages. And going into the NFC Championship, yeah, no one played real well in the first half. But, man, it was a second half that should have answered all the questions. There should be zero questions about Brock Purdy anymore. Not just what he did to lead the team, the throws that he made, the Brandon Ayuk. Oh, gosh, there were a bunch of throws, chunk plays, a bunch of throws as he was spreading the ball around. But just as impressively... He also, uh, Jawan Jennings is one of them. Another one that that uh, stands out to me when he had to have a reception or had to have a pass to move the chains. That's another one that stands out. But he also used his legs. Now, is he Lamar Jackson? No. Is he as elusive as Patrick Mahomes? Well, no. But those two are unique cats. They're MVPs. The way that Brandon delivered the football in the second half and the way that he converted a pair of third downs by running 21 yards, heads up, smart. And to a man, everybody you ask in the Niners locker room, they just want to tout Brock Purdy because they hear it and they don't think he deserves the criticism that he's getting. I don't have, you know, enough good things to say about Brock. You know, he's all he's done since he's been here uh, is play at an elite level, and everything starts with him. Um, and I'm just really we're lucky he's our quarterback. You know, I mean, he takes a lot of heat for absolutely no reason. You know, all he's done has been a great leader, been a great player, and uh, I'm so proud of him and um, pumped up that I get another one with him this year. Thought it was the difference between winning and losing. Um, he made some big plays with his legs, um, getting out of the pocket moving the chains and some first downs, getting some explosives. Uh, he competed his ass off today and it wasn't easy for any of us, but uh, he kept grinding and uh, was unbelievable there in the second half. Heck of a game manager. Wow. Managed <laughs> the heck out of that game, boy. <laughs> he the reason we're going to have a chance to win us a ring. I love him. Fred Warner, defense before that. You hear Kyle Shanahan and then Christian McCaffrey. They rave about this guy. Fred, by the way, on NBC Sports Bay Area. And you can tell they are getting defensive about the criticism that he takes. Debo Samuel was back. He says there was no panic in the halftime locker room. I don't think it was any concern. We just knew what we had to go out here and do uh, the second half, and that was to score points. And defense had to get off the field and, you know, starting to uh, – 
third quarter off with, you know, three points. And then Gip made a big play in the fumble. We go down and score. And then this is a chain of events. This is my fifth year. And I've uh, been to one Super Bowl. And that was my rookie year. And these past couple of years, you know, we kind of fell short at, you know, the NFC Championship. What a coincidence. Last year, you know, we lose Brock. But the year before that, you know, we just lose the game. And, you know, we down 17 and a half. And it's just like, whatever is it going to take for us to get this win? And we went out there and did it. That is in the first half, not going to lie. But, <laughs> and here we are now. Let's go, Faithful. We're back, baby! Woo! I will never forget George Kittle. Fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 54, when they had lost their 10-point lead. Remember, they had a double-digit lead on the Chiefs in the fourth quarter. And they they blow it. And in doing that, George is captured on camera, NFL Films, saying, we'll be back. We're going to get back here. We're going to get back here. Of course, the last two years, they fell short in the NFC Championship. That was George on the stage, the NFL on Fox. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Just one with Brock Purdy, and then we'll let you hear from some of the Lions. Five scrambles for 48 yards. And then, of course, the comeback in that third quarter. And I don't know how much he pays attention. His teammates say, he doesn't, but sometimes it's impossible to ignore what people are saying. We got a core group of guys that have been here for the last couple of years, and, and the standard and culture that they've built, um, and then the guys that Kyle and John brings in. Like everyone fits that mold, and um, you know it showed tonight in a huge moment. Like if you're down 17, you, you got to care about each other, and you got to love each other to to get a comeback going. And so I think we showed that tonight, and I'm, just, I'm really proud of this group. So the Niners are headed to the Super Bowl, and here's one of your first really cool human interest stories. Just a story that you'll probably hear about. It's a, it's somewhat about football, but it's also about realizing a dream and a goal and so much work, blood, sweat, tears put into this for Trent Williams. He's 35 years old. He's one of the offensive linemen for the Niners. He's been in San Francisco since 2020, but those of you who are NFC East fans, you may remember the bulk of his career, decade, I guess it was a decade spent in Washington. First Super Bowl, his first Super Bowl appearance. It mean everything. It mean everything, man. I love this team to death. You know, we fought for another two weeks with each other, man. And, you know, obviously it's my first time in a Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, I, I just can't, I couldn't be more excited. Congratulations to Trent. And again, there will be other stories like that. It's just that he's 35 years old. And you know what? Every year that he's been with, well, the last three with San Francisco, he's been an all-pro. He's playing his tail off. An all-pro first team. And here he gets to go to a Super Bowl at 35 years old. This is like the Matthew Stafford situation, right? Where he won with the Rams. He'll become a sentimental favorite. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Who is your Monday MVP? You can vote on Twitter after hours CBS. Uh, Dan Campbell, what happened? What happened in the second half? We've always been able to to get our momentum back. And... uh... It's hard to, to say. I, you know, I honestly, right now, I can't put my finger on that. That's not like us. Um, you know, we had plays to be made that we just didn't make. We normally do. And, you know, some of the things third quarter we came out, I thought we did a really good job defensively, man, held them to three and then got the ball back, moved it, you know, and, um, but we just couldn't, we just couldn't quite make those plays. And so third quarter, you know, we've been in there. We've been there before. Um, and so fourth quarter, you you feel like we're going to get it back. And we just couldn't quite get over the hump. And, uh, you 
And we just, that hasn't been us all year. And it showed up today. Mm. We'll get more because the Lions will do their exit interviews either Monday, Tuesday, probably traveling back from the Bay Area. But yeah, this one's painful. It's uh, it's definitely crushing when you're so close and you think you have it. And this is where I believe experience plays a major role for both the Niners, who had the yeoman share of experience, and of course the Chiefs as well with all of their AFC championships. All right, producer Jay dug this up. We're going to leave you with this. The Korean radio call of Patrick Mahomes to Marquez Valdez-Scantling to seal the AFC championship. They remind me of Dan Horn and Dave Lapham in Cincinnati. (laughs) Yes. The way they yell and scream together. Uh, Yeah, see, the United States, most of the time, you're not supposed to be yelling over your play-by-play announcer. Can you imagine if Kurt Warner does that to Kevin Harlan on Westwood One? Bam! Bam! (laughs) See what I'm saying? All right, enjoy your manic Monday. We're back tonight. We'll continue sorting through. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.